Welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Today on Memorial Day 2021, we're taking the holiday and we're bringing you one of our favorite episodes, the importance of setting boundaries. We hope you enjoy this episode and we're excited to be back with you on Wednesday. I admit that I'm a recovering people pleaser. And so in that recovery process, I go, something is wrong. I feel irritated by what this person just said to me, but I can't seem to stop it because in my idea, it was, I'm here to serve. Therefore, it's okay. I'll just tolerate whatever is happening. And it could be any number of examples, whether it was patients, colleagues, even at home, I wasn't terribly good at setting boundaries. And it became very clear that it was exhausting and really not a very self-honoring situation to be in. So I had to learn how to do it. It is not a skill I was born with. I don't know if it's a skill anyone is born with. And to be honest, it's something that you need to cultivate over time. Hi, this is Dr. Jen Barna. Welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. At Doc Working, our specialty is coaching physicians to achieve the best of life and medicine. This is the podcast where we talk with doctors about real life outside of medicine. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Doc Working Podcast. My name is Gabriella Denery, MD, and I'm a life coach at Doc Working. I'm here with my co-host. I'm Jill Farmer, and I'm so glad to be here today to talk about what we're talking about. I'm one of the co-lead coaches as well, along with Gabriella at DocWorking.com. And today we're going to talk about boundaries because both of us in our experience, me coaching physicians and you coaching physicians and being a physician know that managing boundaries can be really challenging for a lot of physicians. So Gabriella, let's start with your experience. When you were practicing as a physician, where did you notice that boundaries became an issue for you? Oh, pretty early. What I noticed first is I wasn't very good at setting them. (laughs) because I admit that I'm a recovering people pleaser. And so in that recovery process, I go, something is wrong. I feel irritated by what this person just said to me, but I can't seem to stop it because in my idea, it was I'm here to serve. Therefore, it's okay. I'll just tolerate whatever is happening. And it could be any number of examples, whether it was patients, colleagues, even at home, I wasn't terribly good at setting boundaries. And it became very clear that it was exhausting and really not a very self-honoring situation to be in. And so I had to learn how to do it. It is not a skill I was born with. I don't know if it's a skill anyone is born with. And to be honest, it's something that you need to cultivate over time because bottom line is where do I end and where does somebody else begin? And the only way they're going to know, because boundaries is about relationships, the only way they're going to know is if you tell them. (laughs) Right. Because we just kind of assume that's the thing I was going to say that comes up with a lot of my physician clients is they're so used to being, you know, A students, right? It goes back to that intense training and the way that sort of a lot of psychological imprints get put in place is, is, okay, if I do everything I'm supposed to do and I'm the A plus student who's always doing what they're supposed to do, then therefore other people will just know what they're supposed to do too. And then we're all going to be doing what we're supposed to do. And of course, the reality of life is that people are human beings. And a lot of times they don't know uh, exactly what we want them to do because it cannot read our minds or the way that they're used to doing something, cultural imprints, all kinds of different reasons. I mean, they're doing what they're doing and the way we want them to do it is different. So 
Can you give some specific examples in your coaching uh, or in your life where you've seen a lack of boundaries has had a consequence? Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. One of my recent clients, because I've had the opportunity not only to coach physicians, but I also coach uh, like social workers, ministers, uh, teachers, people who, who serve for a living. And not just a living, but, but that's their calling. That's what they choose to do in life, you know? And they want to be available <laughs> to their families, to their friends, to their coworkers, to their whoever they're serving. They just want to be available. And so the word, yes, no problem. Absolutely. What can I do for you? Et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, in many clients I've found over the years, one is overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Just gets to a point where it's just too much to carry. Number two, their health. Uh, consequences to this. And I've had clients who have had health issues, you know, whether it's high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, weight gain, any number of issues that pop up physically, because it is just too much of a load to carry. Mm -hmm. And so initially, it's like, well, I want to lose weight, which is when one of my clients came in, I, I, wanna, I just want to lose weight, you know, and it's like, but is it really about the weight? So as we're, we're kind of dissecting this slowly, but surely kind of just talking and engaging in that kind of really powerful coaching conversation that allows a client to come up with their own solution. There are those aha moments that come. It's like, wow, you're right. I'm, I'm being weighed down by what is happening, what the circumstances around me. And I need to learn to set clearer boundaries. I need to let people know what is my yes and what is my no. So one, do you know what your yes is? And do you know what your no is? That's the first thing you got to know for yourself. A boundary is not about other people. A boundary is for you. Mm -hmm. It's for your self-respect. It's for your self-honor. It's for your health and well-being. It starts with you. You got to know what your boundaries are. So I'm going to give a really, really simple example because the best way to start is with a simple step. If you're not used to making those boundaries clear, starts with something simple. One of my personal pet peeves is when someone uses my nicknames without my permission. I don't like it. Right. <laughs> it's irritating because to me, it's a very intimate thing. So I get to choose who uses it and who doesn't. That's my choice. Right. So somebody says, hey, Gabby, how are you? It's like, um, I prefer. Thank you so much. And it's good to meet you. Please use Gabriella. Mm -hmm. Simple. That's a boundary right there. And it's communicated very clearly right there. And that's one of the criteria of setting boundaries, you got to communicate it, know what it is and communicate it. And 99% of the time, the person will say, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. And Gabriella, I will call you Gabriella. Great. Now on occasion, there will be that person who will permit themselves to cross the boundary. Mm -hmm. And it, it, sometimes they forget. And it's okay if they forget. You say, no, no, gentle reminder. Hey, we talked about this before, but I prefer you use my name, Gabriella, and please use my name and, and we're good. And so for the most part, that takes care of that. But then if it happens again and again and again, then there's the third aspect of setting a boundary. You got to be ready to have a consequence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not just don't move the line, that line that you drew in the sign, don't move it to accommodate somebody else. You got to be able to stand firm and stick to your guns and say, okay, look, <laughs> we've talked about this multiple times. And I appreciate that sometimes you may have forgotten but I prefer you use my full name. My name is Gabriella. And if you keep insisting on using, you know, Gabster, Gabby, hey, Gab, you know, <laughs> then I am, we, we don't need to be in a relationship right now until you learn my name. Otherwise, my name is Dr. Dennery. Thank you very much. And you got to stick to your gun. So next time that person approaches you, yeah, no, no, Dr. Dennery. 
how are you? <laughs> to be very clear, it's a simple example. It really, really is. But if you're not used to making those boundaries clear for yourself, start with something easy. Yeah, I love that. So many things that you said there. Really, the one of the keys I just want to highlight is that whole idea of boundary being in relationship. And I find that people in my clients and in myself too, also a recovering people pleaser, that I had this association that boundaries were about building walls and separation. And if I wanted to be in relationship with people, then if I tried to create a boundary, I was going to have a wall and I didn't want that. But then what would happen is I didn't have any boundaries. And so when other people didn't know preferences, like your perfect example of, you know, what my, my preferred name is, they didn't know. And then they would step over the boundary that I had an invisible, it was like an invisible laser boundary, nobody else could see. And they would step over it. And then eventually, it's, you know, I would explode at them, right? It's the, some people call that the exploding doormat. It's like, wait a second, I was just coming up to the door. I didn't realize that there was a fence that I was supposed to check at because your fence was invisible. And so it is, getting clear, I mean, getting out of that habit of they should just know, right? Anytime mm -hmm. you're telling yourself that, I think it's a good clue that you are trying to avoid being clear in a boundary. And then, as you said so beautifully, getting clear on then what is your yes and what is your no. What else do people know need to know before we wrap up on how they can create what I like to call clean boundaries, right? <laughs> because when we don't talk about them, they can be real messy and sometimes create conflict. What are some other ideas and tips you have for creating clean boundaries? Well, first of all, I want to piggyback on what you just said, because that was absolutely precious. I think that, you know, think of boundaries, not only as removing the guesswork out of somebody else's mind as to what you want, what you need. I think of it as you're giving them a gift, you know, you're, you're gifting them with clarity. <laughs> you're gifting them with something that is very, very clear to you. And therefore it'll be clear to them. And no, it's not about building walls. Uh, you, you want a boundary, but you want to be flexible. So for example, if I get a call from a family member in the middle of the night, I don't take calls after 9 PM. I don't look at text after 9 PM, but if it's a number I recognize and it's a family member, I'll take the call, you know? So there is some flexibility in the boundary mm -hmm. too. And, and I'm sure in your work in with clients as well, the best boundaries are simple. Mm -hmm. They're clean, clear. In other words, you don't have to explain yourself with every single detail as to why you choose this boundary and why, the, <laughs> you know, you don't have to explain who you are. You know who you are and what's important to you. So that's keep it simple, keep it direct. The other thing I would say is, is address it immediately, if at all possible. If there's a trespass, somebody crosses a line, you know, don't wait till next week or next month or, or next year to, to address it. Address it right away. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to address it. It's like, you know what, you, I, you said this. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that that feels very demeaning to me. You know, make it about you and, and what your response is. And let me clarify something for you. And, you know, let's be clear from this point forward, because, you know, our relationship and our working relationship is important to me. And I want to make sure that we keep on the right footing, you know, and then explain very succinctly, very clearly, very to the point, what is it that happened, why you feel the way you feel, and uh, what is the resolution for you, should that come up again? 
Yeah, I love that. I had a, a recent situation with a physician client who had moved into a leadership position and had a new admin that they were working with. And they kept trying to explain to me why the admin should understand, you know, in terms of a workflow, how often they were answering phones versus, you know, working on scheduling or, or not, um, and letting phones go to voicemail. And, and the leader was just so frustrated because for her, it was so obvious that you should just know that every time the phone rang and she kept telling me all these stories about how she was trying to hint to this person mm. how it needed to happen. And so we just role-played a little bit, you know, how this communication would happen. And what I really noticed in the role-play, the reason I'm telling the story is it really um, connects to what you just said is her, everything about this was her wanting to explain to the other person so that she could be told you're doing the right thing and it's okay. And I said, that's not always, boundaries are not there so that you can be told, yes, it's a good idea. You're creating the boundary. They're there so you can take care of yourself and not in a selfish or in an unkind way. I always think communication because it's relationship driven around boundaries, as we've talked about, mm -hmm. should be, we should be listening to each other stating what we need and still listening in a clear and simple. But if the boundary the other person doesn't necessarily have to agree <laughs> on the boundary. The right. other person doesn't have to say, no, I prefer Gabby <laughs> and want to call you that, right? It's your boundary to set. Mm -hmm. You don't have to over-explain it. You make it clear. And it just, it's, it gives a lot of freedom to both people in my experience. Absolutely. And so to, to wrap it up, just based on what you said, Jill, which was very, very clear as well, it's like the boundary is about you. Mm -hmm. I mean, bottom line, it's about what's important to you, what matters to you how you like to be treated, because I have no doubt you treat other people with respect too. And so let's make it clear. Nobody knows, nobody can guess, nobody has a crystal ball, make it clear for them, do them a favor, speak <laughs> and speak on it and speak on it right away. So Jill, do you have anything to add before we wrap up? Well, I was just going to say one of the, the conversation on boundaries is um, one that we go really deep into mm. in the course that we have co-created stat more deeply as it relates to being the leader of your own life. So before we let people go, let's tell people about stat so they know how they can dive into this more deeply in their own self-paced course if they're mm. interested. Absolutely. And this is very, very exciting. We've been working on this for a while. And, and so we're excited about stat. Uh, quick wins to get your life back because it's about these quick wins. We're talking about vision. We're talking about values. We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about time tools and, and hacks that you can use right away to deal with your schedule, to plan ahead, to, to piggyback in, in a very intentional way as to how to get done what you need to get done. And at the same time, to set it in a bigger picture. And so we're very excited about this course that we're offering. It's a self-paced course that well, you get to do it in your own time, in your own way. And we'll guide you through the process, through these different tools for time and stress management so that you can have those quick wins, not just for quick fixes, but quick wins for long-term success. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for the great conversation and insights, Gabriella. And we will see all of you on our next docworking.com podcast. Thanks for being here. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Heron. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Our Instagram is docworking1, and that is with the number one. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story to tell, 
please reach out to Jen at jen at docworking.com. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.